It is a Boston Bruins game day. We're going to preview tonight's tilt with the New York Islanders, give you some injury updates, including Jacob Lauko's thoughts on his near catastrophic eye injury. And uh, I want to offer up a letter to future Bruins fans here on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be. Today is Thursday, November 9th, and I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins part of your daily routine. The podcast is free and available on your favorite podcast app, as well as on YouTube. Please do subscribe on each platform so that you never miss a thing. Bruins in action tonight against the New York Islanders. Full disclosure, I might not be keeping too close of an eye on this one, as uh, my wife and I are going to see the Arkells here in Guelph tonight. Great Canadian band. If you are not familiar, look them up today and check them out. Very excited about that. But of course, I'll have my phone on with me and be checking the score throughout the night, checking the highlights afterwards in what we hope will be another Boston Bruins win. We'll preview that one later. Give you some updates on Morgan Geeky, Jacob Lauko, Derek Forbort. But I wanted to begin today by just offering a quick word to future Bruins fans. If you follow the team on social media, you may have seen a clip from a time capsule uh, entry where Charlie McAvoy wrote a letter to future Bruins saying, you know, what an honor it is to where the spoke to be and how the players strive to leave the team and its culture better uh, when they leave than it was when they arrived, which is just a fantastic thing. So I wanted to offer up a quick word to future Bruins fans based on my personal experience with this team. So let's start with that. Dear future Bruins fans, I encourage you to consider the journey instead of the destination. I've been around for redacted number of NHL seasons, and the Boston Bruins have finished at the pinnacle in 2.4% of those seasons. Once in my lifetime have the Boston Bruins lifted Lord Stanley's Cup. They've been to the finals a handful of times, They have won the President's Trophy several times. But if I was a fan, just to see them reach the pinnacle of winning the Stanley Cup, I'm disappointed 97.6% of the time. And that's not what being a Bruins fan has come to be about for me. I grew up in a time where Cam Neely, Raymond Bork, Adam Oates, and others led this team to great heights. 
fell short of hockey's pinnacle. They were thwarted by the likes of the Edmonton Oilers and the Pittsburgh Penguins, some great teams led by Wayne Gretzky, Mark Messier, Mario Lemieux, Yarmir Yager. But still, my love for that team grew, despite the fact that they didn't win. There were moments that captured my imagination. Most notably, Cam Neely scoring 50 goals in 44 games. That, to me as a kid, was was mind-blowing. It still is, really. Over the years, there have been crushing disappointments. 2019 being one of the worst. Even 2023, losing to the Florida Panthers after the best regular season in team history. And still, I press on as a fan of this team. Why? Because there's always something to get excited about. And trust me, there have been some low moments as well. Following those Neely and Bork years, the late 90s, early 2000s, they were a slog, and there wasn't much to see in terms of the glass being half full. Joe Thornton came onto the scene. Sergey Samsonov won a, a Calder Trophy. The future seemed bright. I was all in on Joe Thornton as the face of the franchise, the captain of the team. Lo and behold, he gets traded for peanuts. And that's how I came into being uh, invested, not only just as a fan, but also in terms of a side hustle, at least in hockey, writing, blogging, becoming a podcast host eventually. The Bruins have helped me get through many tough times in my life. Our baby son developing a blood clot after a heart procedure when he was an infant, just months old. Through my wife undergoing cancer uh, treatment for months. Through all the ups and downs, this team has been a constant presence in my life. And it's not just the wins or losses that dictate my love for this team. Don't get me wrong. Wins, losses, especially in the playoffs, can dictate my mood, can dictate how I feel. Uh, A playoff loss hangs over you for 48, 72 hours, and there's a distinct difference between how I feel after they win and after they lose. But my love for this team is not dependent on wins and losses. It's constant. And players come, players go, but that spoke to be continues to rope me in, continues to bring me joy. And even after the disappointment of last season, right back in there right now, Matt Patra bringing me great joy these days. Mason Lorai, the goalie hugs, Captain Brad, Pavel Zaka, Charlie McAvoy. It's a distinct pleasure and a joy to watch this team night in and night out. Yes, the last 15 years have been unreal. Much better than the previous 
five, ten years. Will it always be like this? I don't know. But I believe that this team is committed to putting its best foot forward. Uh, There have been missteps along the way. Poor draft picks. Disappointing losses. Epic collapses. But still, it really is about the community that is built around this team. The friends you make along the way. Made so many connections on social media, through this podcast, in real life, around this team. And at the end of the day, it's not contingent on whether or not they win the Stanley Cup. Because again, 98% of the time, you end up disappointed. Thankfully, it's not 100% of the time, which a lot of other fan bases uh, can't say. So thank you to the Boston Bruins, future Bruins fans. Enjoy the ride with this team. Enjoy the journey and uh, try to look at things glass half full. It's not to say there's nothing to criticize the team about, nothing to get angry about. Several trades I've been incensed. Joe Thornton, Tyler Sagan, the 2015 draft. All these things leave bitter tastes in uh, in the mouth, but still we come back because uh, this is a special team and the culture that's been created around it. Players stood up for that culture around this time last year with that unfortunate signing, and that was definitely heartening. Keep calm, Bergeron, and... Uh, Enjoy the ride with this team. Sincerely, Ian McLaren, host of Locked On Boston Bruins. We spend a lot of time talking together, you and I. We get fired up on wins and losses, who starts and who sits. I'm thankful for that connection we have, and today I want our chat to be a little more personal. I just learned that you can get a one-year supply on ED medication. You realize what that means? You can bring it on extended travel your next natural disaster or supply chain issue. You're covered, my friend. You don't have to worry about whether or not you can refill your generics for Cialis, Viagra. This is possible because of our friends at Jace Medical. Go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply on your daily medication. Remember to use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout for a discount. One customer had this to say about Jace. I'm thankful for the service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills in half. I ordered most of my daily meds with a year supply, ordered an antibiotic kit. I feel secure now. Prices are lower than local pharmacies. I highly recommend. If you or someone would love to get some peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily med, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off your purchase. Thanks so much once again for making Locked On Bruins part of your day. Tomorrow, we will be back with a full recap of tonight's game against the New York Islanders. And one player who won't quite be ready, but who is on his way back from potentially catastrophic injury is forward Jacob Lauko. He returned to practice yesterday, a couple weeks after... He had a very scary injury where Blackhawks forward Jason Dickinson 
came literally millimeters away from cutting his eye during a play along the boards in Chicago. Fortunately, the blade did not do any lasting physical damage. It did cause a gnarly cut to the right of his left eye, left him with several orbital fractures. And he spoke about this yesterday, and he said the first thing that happened is his eye went pitch black, and his first reaction was that he lost the eye. So he went into panic mode. Uh, He was shaking even in the locker room. The trainers were saying it missed the eye, it missed the eye, but he was in shock, and and it was hard to believe. Uh, He was very open and honest about this. He said it was hard to get through the emotions because it's one of your senses, and in his view, view had no pun intended uh, the most important one he started crying in the trainer's room because there was a lot of motion around it uh very grateful that it missed his eye by millimeters literally uh, he was at practice on wednesday no contact jersey he's wearing a full cage and a neck guard he said of the latter he now feels like he needs to wear it following the tragic passing of former NHLer Adam Johnson, who uh, his neck was cut by a skate blade during a game in England just a few days after Lauko had his injury in Chicago. He said it changes your view on hockey. Uh, it's a reminder of how fast and how dangerous the sport is. He's grateful that he can be back on the ice after two weeks. And after the experience with his eye, what happened in England, it's too much of a risk. And when you can put something in your neck, why not? It's Always better. It's the most vulnerable spot for players on the body. He's going to start wearing the neck guard, wrist guards too. Uh, Just adding layers of protection in those places that are vulnerable. Always better to be ready than sorry. And he thinks he's going to wear it for the rest of his career. Uh, He will need to wear the cage for at least a few more weeks, which will be an adjustment as well. Uh, Lauko, just beginning his rehab process, definitely out for Thursday's game or tonight's game against the Islanders, and they'll see how he progresses from there. He's been skating for a couple days, um, just getting used to the new equipment, and, you know, still has that uh, cut there, which is uncomfortable. Now, some other injury news. Derek Forbort has missed the last three games with injury. He's getting closer to a return and is questionable for tonight's game against the Islanders. Talked yesterday about how Parker Witherspoon, Mason Lorai, had been sent back to the AHL. Paper move. Um, Charlie McAvoy's suspension was upheld by the NHL, meaning he and Matt Grizzlick still sidelined uh, for at least one more game. Grizzlick will be a bit longer. So if Forbore can't go, they will need both Witherspoon and Lorai in the lineup, and possibly still Ian Mitchell as well. Uh, of the suspension, it just said Gary Bettman upheld the suspension. He heard McAvoy's appeal, uh, but was not compelled uh, to change. And there was like a two-page ruling on it. Not compelled to um, to change. He said at the hearing... McAvoy spoke candidly and acknowledged that he did not successfully deliver the check he intended to, noting his intention was to deliver a shoulder-to-shoulder check. 
He reiterated that he had no intent to injure Oliver Ekman Larson on the play, that he knows he made a mistake. He was respectful, remorseful. Went on to explain that this event happened because of a split-second decision. He made an error, and while Bettman acknowledged the game as fast-paced, he could not excuse the actions such as these, which are wholly avoidable. Uh, thankfully, Ekman Larson was not injured. But simply put, Mr. McAvoy could have and should have avoided making this illegal hit, but did not. So McAvoy's out for tonight. He can come back Saturday against the Canadians. Grizzlick's still out for a couple weeks. Forbort day-to-day. If he's in tonight, we'll see who comes out. Likely Mitchell or or Witherspoon. Lorai, I would hope, will be in the lineup still. Some bad news, though. Morgan Geeky did not participate in practice and is considered week to week with an upper body injury. Geeky, of course, came over from the Seattle Kraken. He's kind of been finding his way so far with the Bruins. 12 games played, one goal, two assists for three points. Uh, he does have, you know, an adjustment period. All players do when they come over to a new team. But unfortunate that he is out for uh, an extended, potentially extended period of time considered week to week. Now, uh, let me just take a look at what the lines were in practice yesterday in lieu of that absence. Uh, we had, uh, let's see here, Bruins lines at practice on Wednesday. Bring up Fluto Shinzawa here on uh, Twitter. Marshawn, Zaka, Pasternak, Van Riemsdyk, Coyle, and Frederick. So Coyle, Frederick reunited, which is good to see. Heinen with Patra and DeBrusque. And Brown with Beecher and Steen. So Patrick Brown likely drawing back into the lineup in Morgan Geeky's absence. Milan Lucic not ready to return. Lauko getting closer, also not ready to return. And uh, we're going to preview tonight's game against the Islanders here as the podcast continues. If you're a business owner, you realize there are times when receivables might fall behind, but that doesn't mean you need to fall behind on vendor payments, payroll, or rent. For more than 25 years, Parkview Advance has helped businesses secure working capital from 5000 to $1.5 million. Parkview Advance can approve your working capital in as little as 24 hours. Much easier than you might imagine, and we invite entrepreneurs that are locked on NHL fans to learn more by calling 203-675-0071 or visiting parkviewadvance.com. If your business needs working capital, call Parkview today. Parkview Advance, helping businesses with their working capital. Parkviewadvance.com. Bruins Islanders tonight at TD Garden, the first meeting between these two clubs this season. And here's what you need to know about the opposition. The Islanders are currently fourth in the Metropolitan Division with a record of 5-3-3 through 11 games. Uh, They're coming off a loss. They have a negative goal differential. But their goaltending is incredibly stellar. We talk about Boston's goaltending tandem all the time. Islanders are right up there as well. Of course, Ilya Sorokin 
who was a Vesna candidate last season. Uh, he's off to a 3-1-3 start, 9-11 save percentage. And that's a bit low for him, uh, to be honest. Simeon Varlamov has picked up a bit of the slack with a 9-50 save percentage so far this season. If the rotation continues, we will see uh, Linus Allmark in net tonight for the Boston Bruins. He's 4-1-1 with a 9-26 save percentage. Uh, some hot players for the Islanders. Uh, Bo Horvat had been pretty hot as of late, but I believe he is out uh, with an injury at the moment. Let's look at the Islanders' injury situation. Of course, he was acquired last season from the Vancouver Canucks. He's considered day-to-day, uh, so not quite sure if he will be in the lineup uh, tonight at this point. Brock Nelson leading the way with two goals over their last five games. Uh, not the deepest offensive team. Horvat leads with nine points in 10 games. Matt Barzell, eight points through 11 games. And they have a 26th ranked offense, 2.64 goals per game. The Bruins, 3.17. They are ranked 16th. Strong team defense for the Islanders. They're seventh ranked in goals allowed per game, 2.82. Bruins still the allowing the fewest goals per game in the NHL at 1.92. Both power plays not super inspiring. Bruins are 21st at 17.5%. Islanders 24th at 15.2%. And the Bruins still have the best penalty kill in the NHL at 94%. Islanders below 80% and are ranked 15th. Altogether, I mean, you could expect a low-scoring game. David Pasternak, however, is pretty hot. Seven points over his last five games, leading the team in goals over that stretch with three and assists over that stretch as well with four. Uh, so Pasternak can stay hot, 17 points in 12 games. Brad Marchand with 11 points. In 12 games, uh, some guys are going to need to step up in the absence of Morgan Geeky. And I'm really hoping that this new look line with DeBrusque, Patra, and Heinen can get some magic going because Jake DeBrusque, again, it's a contract year for him. Big things were expected. 30 goals seemed in the cards. He's got one goal so far through 11 games with a 3.8% shooting success rate down from his career average of 12.6. So he really needs to, yeah, just keep firing the puck on net and eventually it will go in. 26 shots on goal so far through 11 games. So that's 26. Averaging 2.3. So he's on pace to match his career high in shots. So eventually some of these are going to start going in for sure. And, and hopefully that begins tonight. That's everything you need to know heading into tonight's game against the New York Islanders. Again, I hope you enjoy watching it. I'll try to keep an eye on things as I am watching the Arkells, which I'm very excited about in the house that, well, not 
Matt Potra built, but that he played in uh, last season. And uh, I hope you're all doing well, taking care of yourselves, taking care of each other. And we'll talk to you again here tomorrow on Locked On Boston Bruins because we're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And that means your team every single day. Take care, friends.